You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network brought to you by Lacrosse Boots. Now, if you haven't heard yet, uh, this is me telling you, you need to take a look at the new boots from Lacrosse, and they fall under the Navigator series. Now, what they've done is they've taken the best parts of a rubber boot and the best parts of your traditional hiking and hunting boot, and they've mashed them together to come up with this new line of boots from lacrosse and that is the navigator series now they have the women's windrows they have the men's windrows and then they have the atlas the atlas series within that as well so go to lacrossefootwear.com and check out this new line of boots that they have i've been using mine for a couple weeks now and i am very impressed with the the fit and the feel and i can't wait to get them in the woods this hunting season and uh, give them a trial run so lacrossefootwear.com check them out Welcome to the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast. I'm your host, Parker McDonald, and this is episode number 51. Today is my favorite episode maybe that we have ever recorded because today I shot one of the biggest deer of my life on public land in Alabama with a bow. Me and Drew are talking about the story. It's going to be awesome, guys. I'm so excited. This is the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast. All right, welcome to the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast. I've got my buddy Drew Robbins here with me. What's up, y'all? We got a deer on the ground! We got a dead deer on the ground today. Smashed. Dead. Stud. As a doornail. Huge. Big. Alabama public land. Public land. Does it get any better than that, Parker? It doesn't, man. It Mm. doesn't. I've Mm. cried about five times today Mm. so far. I didn't even kill it, and I'm jacked up. That's how big it is. Yeah, so I, I talked to Drew yesterday yes. Yesterday, and I was like, hey, dude, let's record a podcast. And it was kind of one of those like, let's just sit down and bullcrap about deer hunting <laughs> for a little bit. And uh, so I was planning on hunting. I'm off. Today's October the 23rd. I'm off work today. Um, I took vacation today, tomorrow, the next day, the next day. So the next four days. Because I'm going on a trip with uh, Catman and Adrian and Clayton yep. and Scott to Tennessee that I was planning on doing, but I was like, you know what, dude, this cold front's coming in and I have to record a podcast this week. Yes. So I was like, I'm just going to hunt Alabama and me and Drew will meet up. Yeah. We'll take care of business. And, uh, 
I'm glad I did. Yes, because what we have to talk about now is definitely better than what we were going to talk about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what we were going to talk about is good. Yeah, yeah. But what we're going to talk about now is, man, it's what you dream about talking yeah. about. I could talk. We could do a three-hour podcast, and I could still keep talking about it. I, and here's what's even better. Like, you've had some misses lately. Yeah, well. It's been publicly documented. Yeah. So it's I not mean, like I'm saying anything that, you know. <laughs> anything, um, yeah. Nobody doesn't that I think seen the so. channel. I, I posted on the Saddle Hunter Facebook page today about this buck, and somebody was like, it's probably a basket rack. And it I is a like, basket rack. It, yeah. It's a huge basket a big, rack. A large basket. Yes, a very large so, basket. Um, like, that's the thing, man. Like, like I, I'm an opportunist hunter a lot of the time. You yeah. know, we've talked about that before. Um, But every time, just about every time I go in the woods, it's the way I'm set up. Mm-hmm. I'm set up for buck movement. Right. I don't. I rarely set up just right. to kill a doe. Yeah, I'll kill a doe today. I would have killed a doe if she walked out in front of me. First yeah. thing, like I would have smashed her. I needed confidence. I missed mm-hmm. four times in the last two weeks. Yeah. So, um, but but every spot, it, it, I'm I'm anticipating a big buck because that's the way that I'm I'm hunting big bucks. Right. Right. I'm hunting bedding areas. I'm hunting. You know. Yeah. That, that's just transition lines. That's just what I'm doing. Um, so, you know, yeah, I'm an opportunist, but I, I, I try to set myself in the position yeah. to where I can kill a big buck, yeah. too. So let me, let, me, let me start out by kind of just doing some Q&A. Okay. okay? Yeah. Because uh, you kind of set it up for us. So um, we kind of talked. You were actually going to go to a different spot. Oh, yeah. And then we, you know, had some motor problems and everything like that. So kind of take us through, okay, you, you're getting out of the truck, right? And we're going to go somewhere else. And then obviously crap hit the fan and then you had to adjust. Yeah. So, um, I'll tell you what, let's do this. Okay. Okay. I'm going to talk about all that stuff. All right. But I'm going to ask you first. Okay. How has your Alabama deer season been so far? I was just kind of hoping we'd talk about yours. I, I mean, that's pretty much, you know, I, I kind of was just, you, you killed a big buck, Parker. You know, I, I hit a doe and couldn't find her. So, I mean, you know. On the first day of the season, right? First day of the season, yeah. Um, it was, uh, I was doing a little bit of urban hunting, actually, as urban as you can get in um, our part of the world, yeah. you know. Um, and so, uh, had a lot of deer coming through. Got a camera there. Um, had a lot of deer coming through. Had some deer come out. Been sitting for just a little while. She came in. And I thought I just punched her. I mean, just just center punched her, and um, had good blood until it started raining, and then um, she went to her pine thicket, and I was on hands and knees, you know, um, going through there. Um, I so search, search, search. Went back the next day, searched some more, um, and she got on. It is my belief that she got off on a, a different piece of property, yeah. and um, I don't have permission to go over there, and so. Um, the only thing I can think of is that I hit, as as weird as this sounds, I hit below her heart. Um, just you just hit low. I just hit low, and um, but because you were set up on the ground, I was right? set up on the ground, and um, and I saw the air go through her, um, and but she didn't, she didn't necessarily react the way like a a hit, you know, like a fatally hit deer does. Yeah. But also, I mean, she was so close that I mean, it could have just been she, she didn't have a clue what happened. Yeah. You know, but um. I saw it go through her. Um, I couldn't find my arrow because uh, 
my era, like I said, I'm urban hunting. It skipped off a pontoon boat and it's, you know, <laughs> whistling down a holler still somewhere. So, um, it's still going, it's still right going. Now. Um, and, um, and so I couldn't find my arrow, uh, but I had good blood bleeding off both, both sides. And, um, um, she's with three other deer and, um, they, they kept blowing at that sound. Yeah. And, and so they, they kept pushing her. And, um, so that's been the extent I've set one other, um, one other time, um, and it, that was a quick sit, only for like an hour and a half. And yeah. So hopefully going in the morning with this cold front coming in and um, Heck yeah. and uh, set up in a tree and um, cold front and a whole lot of um, optimism. Yes, a whole lot of optimism. And so hopefully I'll hunt tomorrow morning, um, maybe little tomorrow afternoon after work, get off maybe for a quick hour sit, you know. Um, yeah. But what I will say is that man, even with a saddle, like it makes ground hunting a lot simpler. Yeah, because you, you, you just set your platform up at ground level. Yeah, you can you, use you literally it as a six seat. inches off the ground. Yeah, you can use it as a seat if you wanted to. And so what what I did that it worked out really well is that um, there was a lot of undergrowth on on the tree that I was um, sitting on. Just put my uh, put my platform around it, got up on top of it, attached my tether, and I just I literally saddled on the ground. Yeah, but, but the cover I had was perfect, man. That the yeah. the deer there was four deer. They came in on me, and all of them were in 25 yards and have a clue I was there. Wow. And, you know, and just... That's awesome. Just sitting there, you know? So so I know, like, one of the questions that was on on, on the saddle forum was, uh, is it is it good to sit on the ground with? And um, answer that question is, yeah, man, you can definitely... 100%. You can definitely make literally ground and pound happen with, with, with a saddle. And so... So that's my been my deer season so far. And, yeah. Um, so, but... It's been a good one. It's been I mean, a good that's, one. Now, you've, you've that's had some ups bad. and downs... You know? Yeah. So uh, yeah, I want to go. Uh, I kind of start with uh, with this. So um, last week was open week of mm-hmm. Alabama season. That's right. the week you miss or right. you hit that doe, couldn't yep. recover. That was all last week. Today's the twenty third. Opening day is the fifteenth. Fifteenth. So on a Tuesday. I was in Georgia. Right. All week, and um, I was. It was actually. It was actually. I had a really good time. Um, I kind of, I think most people who listen to this know this, but I'm a worship pastor. You're a pastor too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, that's what I do for a living. And I've just kind of been in a, just a really, um, I don't know the right way to say it. Uh, but just kind of a tough, a tough season in my life as far as ministry goes and family goes. And, um, you know, I mean, just, I'm just to be, just to be honest, like it's been a really, really hard time for me. And so my pastor, my, my, my boss, he recognized that, and he said, hey, Parker, we're going to put you up in, a, in our timeshare, and you just go and just pray. Just go on this mm-hmm. prayer retreat. We're going to pay for it. All you got to pay for is your food. Uh, it's in the North Georgia mountains. It's going to be, it's, you know, it's a nice place. And, it, you know, I'll be honest with you. I was kind of bummed about it. I told yeah. you, like, I'm like, man, I would, any other time, I would be, super jacked up about going to do something like this, but I've never missed the opening day of Alabama season. You know, if if it's a mid, a midweek day and then I take the day off, you know, I've I've just never missed it. And, uh, and I, so I kind of shared that frustration with my pastor too. When he asked me if I was getting excited about it, I was like, you know, I mean, I want to be, but I'm, I'm really struggling with it because this is, this is an important time for me. You know, yeah. I love, I love to deer hunt. It's, it's one of the priorities in my life. And, uh, he said, listen, he said, I understand that. That's hard. He said, but let me tell you this. He said, it would be just like 
God to have you go on this <laughs> prayer retreat and then you come back and you kill the biggest buck of your life. And I was like, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so, but I, but I've, it changed my, my mindset and I was like, you know what? I'm going to go and I'm going to, I'm going to do this prayer retreat, right? Like I'm just going to go and do it. And, um, and so I did and yeah. I enjoyed it and I, I, I got a four day Georgia license yeah. while I was there, which is awesome that you can do that. Yeah. Um, uh, I spent my birthday money on it. Yeah. I was like, you know, I mean, birthday. I'm still going to hunt, you yeah. know, while I'm there. I'm there by myself. I don't have yeah. the, the, but, the but main hunting rule. hunting wasn't the focus. Right. Hunting yeah. was not the focus, and right. it couldn't be the focus. Right. Um, crazy enough, I did not see any deer until the very last sit. Uh, I had three does come under me and right at dark, mm-hmm. and I could barely make out my pins, but they were so close. I mean, they were three steps away from the yeah. tree. And uh, I shot over her back. Yeah. And uh, I had I hit well, I hit her, um, but it didn't penetrate skin. It just yeah. hit fur, and so um, that was kind of a bummer. But you know, I was like, "Hey, mm-hmm. I'm in the North Georgia mountains where I've never even scouted. I've never stepped foot on this place. Yeah, and I got a shot at a deer. Yeah, in three days. Yeah, of hunting it. And you also met up with another. Uh, yeah, I, I met up with a listener. Hunter. Yeah, and another saddle hunter named Jonah Abraham. Shout out, super. To Jonah cool guy yeah jonah has a youtube channel as well oh, he uh, he killed his first public land buck this year nice in the north georgia mountains which yes. is pretty cool and uh he got that shot on film like it's just a really good it's mm. a really good video jonah's a cool guy and he was like man come on we'll go we'll yeah. go to one of my spots and i was like okay yeah that sounds cool i mean it can't be any worse than what <laughs> i've been doing so uh i got up early and checked out of the hotel and uh on my way home it, where he was hunting at was on my way home mm. And so we met up that morning and, and hunted, and I bet we saw 20 deer mm. on this piece. It was crazy, mm. and I missed twice. Mm. So right there within about 10 hours, <laughs> I had missed three times in Georgia. <laughs> and uh, So confidence at this time is not necessarily Yeah, high. dude. Like I, I'm like, man. I mean, in one of them, it was a doe at like 20 yards. Perfect shot. She, she knew I was there. She knew something wasn't right, so she was alert. Yeah. Um, but when I shot, I mean, I wasn't even close, dude. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, so I switched to fixed blades this year or last year, yeah. like halfway through bow season last year, I switched to fixed and, um, and it's really been difficult on me because <laughs> I just feel like I'm having a really hard time getting my bow tuned right mm-hmm. for them. And I had Jared, the mm-hmm. guy that tuned your bow, he tuned mine and he did a great job. Mm-hmm. It was tuned well. Yeah. Um, but I just had a really hard time getting them to fly right right um but he after he tuned it, it they were flying good and i was confident yeah. well then, it was more of a cam yeah it was a cam issue yeah issue. it was, it was yeah. a timing issue with my cams whenever we whenever we came back sat it in y'all it was it was everywhere i mean yeah. I, I was there it was there was no rhyme or reason to it no it was just going all over the place jared did that and uh but the misses were i thought that it was I was like, man, it's these freaking broadheads. Yeah. I don't miss that bad. Yeah. Like, I've missed before, but not that bad. Yeah. And, I mean, that doe, she was at 20 yards, 18 yards to be exact. And, <laughs> I mean, it shot so far over that heifer's back. Like, I was like, I couldn't, I was just, it was unreal. But I was like, you know what, this is a prayer retreat. This yeah. is about it. And so I, I, I sat there and I prayed about it. And, you know, I, I know some of our listeners probably don't aren't into this kind of stuff too much but it's just the reality of, of mm-hmm. the situation i said okay and i even talked to my dad it's like i wonder what 
what I'm supposed to learn here. Because right. I don't just do this. Like, right. I've missed – I missed once in Tennessee. The next shot I took at a deer was North Georgia. Missed it. The next two shots I took was North Georgia at a deer. Missed those. Four shots I have missed. And, and only one of them was close. Yeah. Fur. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and I asked my dad, I'm like, I was like, you know, I can't think that this is not supposed to be something. Yeah. Like, this is, there's not some type of importance to this. Right. And he said, my dad said, maybe the importance is that you just need to start enjoying it again. Right. And I was like, dang, yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's probably true. Like, yeah. I've been, I put so much pressure, you know, with well, having and this podcast and podcast, YouTube. Podcast, but even, even if you don't podcast and film, you know, it's just, it's a grind because, you know, you're like, okay, I got, I got seven deer I can, at least here, we have seven mm-hmm. deer that we can kill in state of Alabama, you know, and it's mm-hmm. like, I got to fill seven tags. And, um, you can kill more than that. Yeah. I mean, you kill it with the bow. You can kill does yeah, every day kill of the season. Every day. But you know, for, uh, generally people are like three and set, or, you know, three, three and four. You right. Know? And so, uh, but even killing three bucks in a year, you know, killing multiple deer mm-hmm. in a year is, 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 is an accomplishment. And sometimes you just, you get like, I know a lot of guys, especially guys that are mobile, you know, public land guys, it's a grind, mm-hmm. you know, and some of us really enjoy that grind. That's part of the reason that, that, that we do it, that we go hunt public land, mm-hmm. but also you can't get lost in, you can't get lost in the grind. Right. You know, you can't just be like, I, I got to kill a deer. And you know, and then you just put pressure, you watch people on social media and they're killing deer yeah. and you're like, you know, and, and that's how I've been, especially when I see like other people who are creators who are mm-hmm. doing YouTube channels or whatever. And they're killing deer and, and having content to put out. And I'm like, man, I, it just puts pressure on you. Right. It, it's unneeded, but it does. And, and you know, used to, the time my time in the woods was spent it praying or mm-hmm. reading a book or, you know, something. And just enjoying it. Yeah. And it hasn't been that way. Right. And uh, I've still enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong. Like, it's still my favorite thing to do. Right. Like. Even with the pressure and everything, the feeling of killing a deer right. on public land and then kayaking out, like there's just nothing better than that. But um, but that was that was it was a rough week last week. That was mm-hmm. last week, and then I came back to Alabama, and I hunted Alabama on Friday, mm-hmm. and uh, saw thirty deer on Friday. Yeah, on public land in Alabama. Yes, it was insane. I've never seen that many deer. Yeah, in my life, and. Uh, out of 30 deer, the only deer that gave me a, a shot was a spike. Mm-hmm. And I didn't I didn't take a shot at him. Yeah. And, and uh, you guys will see this in the video of uh, the next video that probably comes out. I'm probably going to put them all together. But uh, I saw a ton of deer that day. Yeah. And not one shot opportunity except for that spike. And I just decided just to film him. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, that, there's got to be a reason for this. I don't ever see 30 deer. Like, if I see 10 deer in a day in a sit... I probably have gotten a shot off. It's there are some guys who haven't seen ten deer in a full season. Yeah, in the state of Alabama. Yeah, I uh, mean, you know, especially hunting up here. Yeah, public. I mean, mm-hmm. this, uh, this is on public, so I mean, it's and not, this is a spot that I've hunted a lot. Yeah, and uh, and I know how to set up for it, and none of these deer came to where they would normally mm-hmm. come from. They were coming from every freaking direction except for the right one. Yeah, and um, so I'm like. Man, what the heck? I was still happy. You know, yeah. it's fun to see that many deer. Um, the next time I hunted, I did not see a soul. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not I went to that same spot, not one deer. Yeah. And um, 
And then the next time I hunted was today. Yeah. So, you know, I've had a lot of, you know, it's, it's highest of highs and lowest lows. That's, that is bow hunting. Yeah. And, um, I mean, any of these deer, if I had a gun in my hand would have died. You know, I could have shot 15 deer in the last two weeks, you know, if I had a gun in my hand, but I didn't, I had a bow in my hand. Um, and so bow hunting is just, it's the most rewarding and it's also the most frustrating because yeah. it's like you were so close, you know. But even even today, you had the highest of highs and lowest of lows. Uh, yeah. You know? I'm not going to say I had a whole lot. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I see where you're coming from. Yeah. Um, so, let's talk about today. The game within the game. Let's you know go, yeah. Let's go to what, uh, let's go to what you, were, you started out with yeah. earlier. So, today, I, uh, it, this cold front came through. A bunch of bad weather basically came mm-hmm. through the whole country yesterday the last two days and brought a cold front behind it and um and i was like you know like i said i was getting ready to go hunt tennessee with with those guys and i'm still doing that you know Mm -hmm. um but this cold front came through and i was like man i would really like to hunt alabama because i know my spots right know, i know where deer are going to be at not all the time, still deer hunting, but yeah. I, I know where to put myself to have some pretty high odds. Right. And uh, and the wind was going to be right for the spot I call the honey hole, which mm-hmm. is, yeah, super original. Um, but it, that's what it is, man. And it's where my dad killed his buck at last year. Yeah. I've killed, golly, four bucks yeah. on the same hillside uh, in the last three years. And so I was like, I'm going to I'm gonna go in there. This cold front, the wind's right. Wind's coming out of the north. It's going to be good this yeah. morning in the honey hole. So I, I left the house at like 2.45. Uh, no, it was actually closer to 3. I got up about 2.45 this morning and uh, and got out here. And, you know, I was just kind of taking my time. I got the motor now mm-hmm. for my kayak. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not I'm not paddling at 3 o'clock in the morning anymore just to get to my spot. <laughs> you know, I just zip, zip through there and I don't have to allow nearly as much time. Well. I get there this morning and I get my I get my kayak loaded loaded up and put my motor <laughs> on there and it's not starting. It just will not start. And I'm like, well, I don't know what's going on. Dude, I sat there for 35 minutes, maybe 40 minutes just cranking on it just to try to get it to start and it it would never even budge, man. Yeah. I don't know what's wrong with it still, but um I started running out of time, you know, and I I still have a mile three quarters two mile paddle to get to get to the honey hole spot and i'm like i can't paddle that yeah that fast yeah i can't get there in time so i was like okay well uh i could go to this other spot that's a little bit closer i'd never deer hunted it before is where if people watch our videos it's where i killed a gobbler at Mm -hmm. this past spring the first one i killed of the season um and I went in there blind that day. I'd never stepped foot on that property. Yeah. And it's the same same piece of public land, but just a completely, it's not even attached. There's water just on the other side of the lake. Yeah. And I was like, I could paddle there and maybe get set up in time. So I'll just go in there. It required a little bit um, steeper of a hike, but, you know, yeah. I could get there in time. And I was pissed, man. I was mad the whole way there. Uh, I was talking to the camera. I was like, this is stupid. <laughs> you know, I'm mad. It's the best pr- day to probably hunt all season long. And or th- to this point in the yeah. season, it's the best day to hunt. 
and I'm going to a spot that I've never been to before. Like, I hadn't even scouted it. I've turkey hunted it. I wasn't looking for deer sign. Yeah. I knew there was deer in there. Yeah. But um, just from, you know, other friends that have seen them, you know, while they're fishing or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, they'll see deer in there. So I knew there was bucks. I knew there was some bigger bucks around. But I, I didn't know where to set up. Like, I'm just like, yeah. so I'm, I'm, I'm just ticked while I'm paddling. And I still got the motor on the on the dang <laughs> back end because I'm like, it, you know, if, I'm going to keep trying to crank it when I get done hunting yeah. to try to get back. I want to paddle this thing twice. I'm not mad. <laughs> <laughs> and so, I, I mean, crap, I spent enough money on this motor. It should cook me breakfast too. <laughs> um, and so uh, I'm paddling. I'm mad. And I get to my, I get to the, to the spot and, uh, I'm just man. I'm. I'll tell you this. I'm. I'm using what I know about mm-hmm. deer, and I'm applying it. Right. You know. I mean, this is the same way I would scout on X mm-hmm. and mark waypoints without having stepped foot. I just went to a spot that I would say, "Hey, I'm going to go check out this area." If I were maps, if I were scouting, right. This this comes together. So the way it lays out is, um, you have a real steep. Uh, steep ridge mm-hmm. that comes off of the water and goes straight up. And once the ridge flattens out, it, it kind of comes to a gradual slope. Um, there is the property line is not real far away right. to private land. And on private land, you've got a pine thicket. That's, I mean, it's pretty tall, but it's, it's not, I wouldn't say it's old, but it's, yeah. it's, you know, it's yeah. uh, a pine thicket right there. Then to the west of that, I'm sorry, to the east of that, you've got a cutover. Yeah. So you were, and, you were, you were looking for edge. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's what I do. That's what I do most of the time. Yeah. If I'm if I'm uh, going in blind, a lot of times that's that's like best. Yeah. Best odds for me. Right. Um, another thing that I know out here is that these deer, they will bed on the ridges that are overlooking the water. Mm-hmm. They'll bed on those points. Which is actually. At least around here, I know there's you know people have debated. Well, they they won't bed there because they can't necessarily. There, there's not an escape route, you know. Yeah. But here, what we have found is that they they actually do bed right on the water. Oh yeah. So where they can have the wind coming over their back and the thermals from mm-hmm. from from the water and um, you know and and it really doesn't change with with the water level. They whether mm-hmm. it's up or down, no. they still like to bed. Um, and I know there's some guys that have said, well, then our deer won't bed there. Well, they at least there in our lot. area, um, you know, I'm, 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 I'm sure they're speaking on theirs, but here they bed there quite often. Mm-hmm. I find a lot of beds on those, on mm-hmm. those ridges, on those spurs and stuff Yeah, coming off, uh, going down towards the water. Yeah. And so, um, rubs too. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. You find a lot of, yeah. a lot of, just a lot of buck sign. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I put myself in that transition because I was like, it was a three-way transition. Hardway, hardwoods on the public, mm-hmm. pines, and then a cutover. Right. And if you'll, if you'll uh, go watch the video, it's not probably going to be uploaded by the time this podcast release right. releases, but there's going to be a better description of yeah. it. So it'll give you a better visual of it. Um, but I was on the, obviously on the public side probably 60 yards mm-hmm. and watching this, this transition. Uh, I could see the red paint. Yeah. you know, on the trees yeah. and stuff. I also think it was interesting too, because the first question I asked you, you know, after was, you know, <laughs> how big is he after that was, yeah. um, um, 
was he was he coming out of bedding? And you actually said no, he was coming out of food mm-hmm. to bedding because of the hardwood and because you know we just traditionally think okay thick pines they they bed there which which they do yeah but and, but and this it, one was coming out of pines headed to a bed yeah in in thicker hardwoods which I just thought was interesting yeah so basically um, the the reason I set up here is I was like you know if they're feeding in the hardwoods because there's acorns all over we got a mm-hmm. good acorn crop this year yeah and there's acorns all over this place yeah if he's if if the deer are feeding in the hardwoods I may have a chance to catch them coming out of those hardwoods and going right. up into the pines or into the cutover. But cutovers offer a lot of, a lot I of browse. Yeah, I love hunting cutovers. It's a, a cutover is basically just like a big old freaking food plot. Just really thick. That they have a lot of cover in. Yeah. So it's amazing. Yeah. It, it's not awesome, in my opinion, to hunt low overlooking a cutover mm-hmm. um, unless you can get high up. If right. it's set up that way, you right. know. Um, in my scenario, I, it's just really awesome to hunt the edges. And there was a drainage, a ditch coming out of the pines. It, it basically came through the, through the cutover and then through the corner of those pines mm-hmm. and then back out into the hardwoods. Yeah. And, um, I didn't, you, you couldn't really tell it from the topo. Uh, I, I saw it when I got there and I was like, okay, I'm gonna set up right here. Yeah. And, um, and so I just found a tree man right there and I was like, let's just throw a Hail Mary. Yeah. You know, let's see what happens here. Yeah. Cause I mean, I don't, I don't got a better idea. If nothing else, it's good observation set. I can watch this transition line, see how the deer are using this area. Right. And I can see a decent distance, you know. So did you see any buck sign in, uh, during, during, or did you see any deer sign during turkey season that kind of yeah. gave you some, um, um. Idea. Extra info, yeah. Not, I mean, not necessarily anything that you wouldn't find almost anywhere in the wild. Right. Um, there's a deer trail running the edge of a bluff. Yeah. Um, that's pretty normal, yeah. you know, yeah. to find Which a Jamie game McKay trail. Jamie McKay a lot of those. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I thought about him, you know, in this. I've been using that, actually. That was, mm-hmm. guys, if you have not listened to that one. Yeah, it's on Local Legends. Go back and listen to it because, man, Jamie's, Jamie's a stone cold killer. Yeah, uh, he is. And, and um, he's been hunting in our area for a long time. But I, that's one of the things that I picked up on. And then once he said it, I started going out looking and sure enough, like I've, I, I'd seen them, but it's what until someone said, it's hey, a pinch point. There. It's a pinch point. That's all it is. It's a pinch point. Pinch point. Um, I didn't set up on it, mm-hmm. uh, because I didn't feel like that was my highest odds right. necessarily. Um, I thought about it and I think I said something about it in the video while I'm walking to the area, uh, that I knew that was there. That was about it. I didn't see any old rubs. Of course, during Turkey season, I'm the world's worst. I don't deer scout much during turkey season. Right. Like I get, I get caught up in those birds. Yeah. And um, I'll deer scout a little bit just if I happen to see some stuff. If it's slow, a slow day or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I really wanted to watch this transition line, mm-hmm. that three-way transition line. I was like, we'll just see if we see anything. Yeah. Man, if if I'm lying, I'm dying. Seven o'clock, sun. It'd been shooting light for maybe fifteen minutes. Yeah. And I hear. And I'm like, that's close. This yeah. deer is somewhere close. And, and that's not a squirrel. Yeah, it was a. It was that steady. <laughs> yeah. So I kind of just, uh, I'm saddle hunting, obviously. I kind of just moved to my right and where I feel like that ditch is, basically. And at 20 yards, this buck is standing right there. Just, he's just, he had stopped and he was kind of just looking around, just 
mm. checking out his surroundings at yeah. 20 yards. And so I real slowly, I take my left hand, I grab my the, my bow, I take my right hand, and I start the camera. And I just turn the camera on to him, and he don't even have a clue. I'm like, man, this is going to be this is gonna be easy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, hit record, and I record him for a few minutes. He walks in front of me. And he's walking to my left. So if you're a saddle hunter, you know what I mean by this. But he's walking to my strong side mm-hmm. and towards me. Right. So he's walking towards me to my strong side. So what I had to do is take the camera and go in between the tree and my stomach, right? basically, so that I could get that shot on film. Well, as I'm doing this, I'm trying to keep my bearings. I'm trying to keep my focus on the deer so I know what he's doing and not on the camera. Well, I'm, I'm, my camera gets hung up. The microphone gets hung up on the bark of mm-hmm. the tree, and it starts kind of making noise. I don't think he ever heard it, but it was, it was making noise to me that I could hear. And I'm like, yeah. I can't, I can't get this to go without looking at him, without looking at the yeah. camera. I've just got to stop it right here and just let it keep recording. I gotta be, a, I gotta be a killer now, yeah. not a filmer. Yeah. And uh, I hate being that that way. Um, but solo I, filming. You're, yeah, you're self-filming. Yeah. I had, I knew I had gotten him on camera already. Like I knew he was, he was going to be in the video as yeah. a, a live. Yeah. And so I was like, I can, I can make this work. Yeah. And, you know, as far as editing goes, and there's a lot of things running through your mind while you're making these decisions. You know, <laughs> it's like, you know, I can. I know just, we're sitting here like debriefing it now, but in the yeah. moment, it's like split second. Yeah, you're making. You're like, I, I just, I got to be a killer. Yeah. I'm a killer, and I'm not a filmer. Yeah. Right now, this is the biggest buck I've ever had an opportunity to shoot with a bow. Yeah, uh, I got to I got to make this happen. So he he comes to my strong side and then starts going away from me and gives me a quarter to way shot. I originally told everybody 15 yards. As I stepped it off from the tree, it was 10 or less. Yeah, yards. I mean, it was he was right there, and so I just I had time. You know, mm-hmm. I wasn't rushed. He was moving very slowly through there, so I drew back and. Put it midways, you know, mid mid body, mid rib probably, mid rib, yeah. yep, and uh, and pulled it, yeah. and and you weren't thinking four misses in the last, no. you know, it was just straight up. Oh my gosh, you know? it was so it was the weird reaction, man, because I hit him and he mule kicked, he jumped up. I knew I knew it was a good shot. I knew it was it was a fatal shot. Yeah, because if nothing else, I'm gonna hit even if there's deflection or something. I'm gonna hit ri- I'm gonna hit uh, guts because mm-hmm. I had to go through the guts, yeah, to get that quarter away shot. Yeah. And it came out. I know. I mean, guys, you you will see it there in the video, but it came out. I mean, basically, it ran the whole length of him. Yeah, and went through every vital organ mm-hmm. that he had. Yeah, I was aiming for the opposite shoulder, and it came out right in front of the opposite shoulder. Yeah. It's a good shot. Um, uh, he he ran. He donkey kicked and ran. Downhill, which is a good indicator that he's yeah. fatally hit, hurting really bad. Yeah. And he was also hitting every freaking little shrub and branch and tree yeah. on the way there. Yeah. Like I could I was just watching it and he it looked like uh what's that um <laughs> uh King Kong. Yeah. Like when you see him coming through the yeah. trees, you're like, that's what it looked like. I mean, every tree was just going crazy, yeah. even after I lost sight of him. Yeah. And then it stopped. And I was like, I think he's dead right there. Yeah. I think he just fell over right there. Yeah. But, you know, like, I've thought that before. Oh, yeah. A lot of times in my life. I've lost multiple deer. I thought that opening day. Yeah. 
I mean, it's easy to think that, you know, this is a moment where we've waited all all summer long, all yeah. off season long, waited for this. It's easy to get excited. Like I smoked him. Uh, yeah. You hear that so much. Smoked him. Yeah. I freaking smoked him. Well, that's what I said. Mm-hmm. I said smoked him. Like yeah. when, I, when when I turned it loose. Now, granted, I didn't say this at the start. I was hunting on six acres, mm-hmm. so I was hunting on a really small piece of property, and um, I actually had another thought too about that. If I'm hunting a small, and Taylor Chamberlain, the urban bow hunter, mm-hmm. said this, and it made a lot of sense. I was shooting a fixed blade, a, real, a smaller flip, yep. uh, fixed blade, which I, I like shooting those. But if I'm going to hunt a small property, I'm probably going to switch to a larger mechanical because I want the biggest hole that I can get because I only have six acres. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that she died. You know? Yeah. But I yeah, only, you killed a deer that day. I only, just... I only had six acres, and she went off. And that's, that's, that's my fault, you know, for not necessarily thinking that through mm-hmm. you know and so you know for guys out there if you hunt small acres you know like that might want to look into shooting a bigger mechanical or mm-hmm. a bigger cut you know to where if you kind of hit a marginal you know i know um, taylor chamberlain he would say that the the best shot is not even necessarily a heart shot it's a double lung shot mm-hmm. it puts him down quicker and that dude's killed a ton of deer so, he's killed a lot of deer he knows you know, what he's talking about what he's talking about so um but you you were shooting a fixed G, G5 Montec. Yeah, I was shooting the G5 Montec, and um, they're it just did, it, it did it did the mm-hmm. job. It didn't make a huge hole, Mm-mm. but dude, when I when I gutted him, he was he was tore up. Yeah, he was tore up inside. Tore up. His vitals were so crushed. you shoot him, and you know normally your past history of reactions, just like a, like a lot of us is mm-hmm. just like like you shoot him and like you know you get the shakes and you get tore up. Like, yeah, you yeah. know and. The, and you know we can we can save it for the video, but um, um, I'll just it was it was different. Yeah, right? I mean I don't mind saying it. it okay, I, I I didn't know if you wanted to save it or anything. Yeah, for, no, I mean more people listen to the podcast than that watch the videos. Yeah, so yeah. Um, no, I mean so if you've ever watched one of our videos, you know that I get really like shook, like I get really excited. Which is about all of us. Yeah, sure. And, and I get you know I I'm. I just get jacked up and I start swinging around in the tree and I do yeah. crazy stuff. Um, and this one was not that way. I didn't yeah. do that. And I don't know why. Like that's, well, but okay. I, that, my body reacts that way. If I see a doe, I start shaking, oh, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and, and, and we don't ever want to lose that. No. But also to put it in context, what you're about to go into, this has been coming off a week of in North Georgia where the emphasis was not on hunting. It was on, uh, Priorities, basically. Mm-hmm. Oh know? yeah, yeah. And then the four misses, all this different stuff. So, the, so the context of what you're about to say, yeah, you know, it's we need to keep that in mind. Yeah, sure. And I mean, I don't, I don't have any problem with it. I just killed bigger deer than most people will kill all season. So I don't. I mean, I really don't care stuck, if anybody man. thinks my reaction is is bad or, or anything like that. But um, I turned the camera towards me. I was like, I wasn't shaking. Like, I wasn't shaking at all. I was just, my face was kind of blank, and I know it was. Um, and I, I was Processing, what did I just I do? was trying to have a reaction. I yeah. was just like, <laughs> I was like, I think I just shot maybe the biggest deer of my life. And then, dude, I just started squalling like a freaking baby girl. <laughs> dude, I, that's I was, okay, man. It, like, it all just, like, hit like a freight train. It was yeah. just like, poof. And I, I mean, I was like, I, I just, I mean, I, I, this is a lot of stuff that's, that's coming. Yeah. 
around right yeah. here. You know, it's it, it's better on my marriage yeah. when I kill a big deer. Yeah. Sadly, sad to say that, but it is. Yeah. Um, my family's going to be happier with me now that I'm like, man. Eh. I mean, yeah. If any, I've had a great season yeah. now. My season just went from zero to hero real quick. Right. And um. And you were walking in. I was walking in just, pissed off. Pissed off, like this spot stupid. <laughs> yeah. No deer in this spot. Yeah. You know. And I, and I had I, this spot was on my radar. I knew there were going to be deer. I just didn't want to spend this best day you right wanna, here. You don't want to burn a hunt. Mm-hmm. Just like you said, you you wanted to give yourself the best odds. Of- and at nine o'clock, at nine o'clock, the wind was supposed to shift and be terrible for this spot. Yeah. So I was like, I was like, I don't, I don't want to. I mean, I, I rarely kill a deer at first light. Yeah. Um, so, um, so I'm sitting there, I'm crying and I, you know, I kind of dry those tears up and I'm like, okay, pull it together. And, uh, I'd already made up in my mind, like, Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna mm-hmm. wait this out. This is a big buck. Um, he doesn't have to go very far before he falls off of that bluff Yeah. and is 60 feet down and in the middle And he was also running nothing. away from private land. He was running away, but if he if he would have kept circling around, if he would have followed the edge of the bluff, like yeah. if he didn't jump off the bluff and he uh, was following it, he would have landed basically Which right back on private. Which is not uncommon in our area for them to fall off bluffs. I mean, it's just yeah. not. This was a big one. This yeah. was a large bluff. And yeah. I was like, uh, I, I, I mean, I didn't really necessarily care. I could still get him pretty easily right. down there. I just didn't want to mess up the antlers and right. all that stuff because – if he would have fallen from this, it would have killed him. Yeah. But it would have killed him even if he didn't have an arrow in his yeah. <laughs> in his lungs. Yeah. Um, but it would have he would have died right there if he had fallen off of it. Um, so I, I was like, I just don't wanna I don't wanna push him. Yeah. If he's dead where I think he's dead at, he's gonna be dead there in Which three takes hours. A lot of self control. Because I know even even on my doe, I gave her thirty, forty five minutes before I even started looking. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, even on a stinking doe, I, I had to fight the urge to go, I got to mm-hmm. go right now, mm-hmm. you know? And, and sometimes we we treat deer like turkeys. We shoot them and like, let's go grab them, you know? Yeah, I want to put and my hands on it. I want to stomp on their head. Well, and it's, bow you know, hunting's not, yet rifle hunting, maybe. Yeah, sure. You shoot a deer and it, it you with a rifle and it runs a little ways, I mean, you're fine. Yeah. Like, go find it. Yeah. With a bow, it's just different. And, and you know, and, and obviously I wasn't using mechanicals, so... Right. The hole wasn't huge. I didn't know how good this blood trail was going to be. I needed this deer to be dead quick. Yeah. And uh, and so I put on the Saddle Hunter Facebook page. I put like a little teaser, like I just shot a buck. Yeah. I'm going to sit here. And I got multiple responses. Most of the people there were very encouraging, like, man, I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see pictures of it. They yeah. were really jacked up for well, me. Well, and it's just it's having self-control because waiting's not going to hurt you. No. It's never going to hurt, especially wait. on a cold front day. Yeah, cold, uh, cold day, the, the meat's not going to spoil or anything. So, if you wait one hour or four, yeah, I'm good. You're good, you know. And so I was like, I don't have. I'm off today. I don't have to be at work. I right. don't have to be anywhere. Right. My wife's expecting me to hunt all day today, so I'm I'm good. I'm just gonna sit here. Right. I'm just gonna enjoy it. I'm gonna call the people I need to call. Right. Uh, I'm gonna text people I need to text and yeah. get this thing. I mean, I'll be all right. <laughs> right. Uh, it should go by fast. Yeah. And it did, man. That three hours went by quick. Yeah. I didn't get down. I shot him at seven. I didn't even get down until 10. Yeah. And, 
at 10 o'clock I got down and started following blood and I, I didn't have my arrow. My arrow didn't, wasn't right there on the ground, mm-hmm. but I started following blood. It was really good blood. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was, uh, it was dark blood, super dark blood. Uh, and I was like, man, I, I kind of expected there to be some lung blood in this cause mm-hmm. it's coming out of that exit hole. Yeah. I kind of expected there to be some bright pink blood in here. Yeah. And uh, I walked maybe 25 yards following blood, and I found my arrow. Mm-hmm. And my arrow was covered in bubbles. Yeah. Um, which is always a good sign. Yeah, it had tons of bubbles, which it had been three hours, so they weren't, like, bubbly. But you could right. tell the little circles, you know, yeah. of dried blood in it. And it was blood all the way to the knock. And so uh, it had it had probably come out most of the way um, through, but it had to go through that shoulder. So yeah. when it went through that shoulder, that slowed it down some. Um, but it went all the way through. Yeah. And uh, and so I, I grabbed my arrow and I was like, once I saw that, I was like, this is a dead deer. Yeah. He's dead. He's going to be dead quick because I didn't push him. Right. I, knew, I had confidence that after seeing those bubbles, after knowing, you know, I hit guts, I hit lungs, I might have hit heart, but I know I took out that front shoulder. Right. Because it exited. Right. So my confidence went way up and I knew right. I'd made the right decision. Yeah. To, to sit there and wait, and he, man, I found him piled up 75 yards away. Yeah. Uh, and I was, dude, he, so he almost ran off the bluff. Yeah. He was close, man. He was maybe 30 yards away from that bluff. Yeah. And his direction, the direction of his body was going right to it. Yeah, he was going right to it. Um, so I, I made a good decision. Yeah. He was still dead. Yeah. You know, I put a good shot of him. He would have been, he, dead, he, that deer probably died in 15 seconds. And there was no ground shrinkage on this one. No. I even had video of the deer that I went back and watched. Yeah. Well, you you actually sent me mm-hmm. a video of it, and I was like, man, that's a that's a good deer. Well, when I saw him, when you pulled up, I was like, that's bigger than the video, you know? And, yeah. Uh, and so... Um, uh, when, I walk, when I walked up on him, uh, he was... But his butt was facing me. Yeah. And I was like... Oh, Okay, and I was filming, obviously, and I'm like, there he is right there. And I went up to him, and I was like, dude, I was just in shock, man. Yeah. When I saw how big his frame was. Yeah. It's like, I can't believe this just happened. Yeah. This is is a toad. Yeah. He is way bigger than he looks in that video. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, first buck, um... I got to take a ride in the new canoe. Yeah, dude. He, big body deer, too. Big body. I mean, you can just tell he's an old, mature deer. <laughs> this is so funny you say that. As I pulled up to the boat ramp, um, there were some old guys that were fishing. They were crappie fishing and uh, super nice guys. And they, one of them, I pulled up. I was taking pictures and stuff. And this guy said, uh, Looks like you had some luck on your side today. And I said, <laughs> I said, Yeah. And then the other guy I was with him was like, Man, that's a young deer. I was like, are you freaking crazy? It's, no, it's he not. He ain't no young deer. No. Where'd you no. kill that? And I said, on the public land. It's right here. And he's like, oh, man, I used to hunt out here. And, man, I just think that's a young deer. And I'm like, bro, you don't know what you're talking about. That ain't no young deer. I mean, he's a he's a, he's a 125, 130-inch, eight-point. He, he's, he, he's a nice deer, man. He's, he's a real nice deer. It just, but it just goes back to what we kind of talked about. Even, even on big deer, people will always be like, "Oh, I, I, 
I'd let, I'd let him walk. I let him walk. Okay, let him walk past me. You, you let him yeah. walk. Let I'm him not walk letting that deer. Me. For the rest of my life, I'll shoot that deer. Yeah. For the rest of my life. I mean, he... He's a he's, uh, he's a really nice deer. Yeah, and it, it was you know with a bow. He's my best bow buck. Mm-hmm. He's he's my most impressive deer. I think I think I got an, another one I shot in Georgia that was a 133 inch buck. I don't really care much about score. To me, it's more about like the experience of it experience all. of it. I, I harp on that a lot, but um, the one in Georgia, it was a gun kill on, which is fine. I'd be jacked up if I shot that deer with a gun. Yeah. Um, it was gun kill on private land on a hunting club yeah. in a greenfield during the rut. Uh, you know, Which let us say again, we would still shoot that deer if it came out in a greenfield on a. Yeah, I will shoot this deer on my on my hunting Heck club. Heck yeah! <laughs> Heck so, yeah! But it makes it even more sweeter because it wasn't on public. It wasn't on private land in a greenfield. It was on public land in a secondary spot. Yeah, cussing it all the way up the hill. Yeah. I don't want to sit here. There ain't no deer here. <laughs> oh crap! There's deer here, you know. So it just yeah. it, that's the experience of it. And um, and it taught me a couple things, you know. Um, you know, I, well, I'll say this: my my gut was still. I should have been in that other spot. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it changed after I shot this buck. But what it what it did was, I mean, it, it drives home the the. First sit, best sit mm-hmm. phrase. Um, you know, it, obviously it would have been better if I had scouted it. Yeah. Well, it wouldn't have been better. I could, it literally could not have been better. I also think, too, just from what you have said and, and showed me and everything, just because there's not a lot of deer sign there mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily mean that there's not deer there. You know? Well, now, big bucks. In fault, in fault says it all the time. You start hunting like this. Because I was hunting beds. I mean, right. I was hunting where I thought this deer would go to get to a assumed bed. Right. You know, I wasn't hunting a, hunting a scouted bed or a specific right. bed. I knew this is typical of buck bedding. Right. There might be a bed here. I'm going to set up as if there is one. And I think what you said was key too, because I know we've talked to a bunch of different guys. It seems here hunting single beds doesn't necessarily work. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, for, for the it most might. part. It might. But – Stacking your odds and having a betting area mm-hmm. that you hunt. Um, um, I mean, even even that good eight that you killed last year, mm-hmm. that was a betting area. You yeah, know? and then yeah, he was in. You know, I think a big a big mature buck is going to be bedded in a different. It's it's, a, it's an altogether different animal. It is, um, and that's why you have to hunt them differently. Uh, so I said, Infault says all the time, if you get into this style of hunting, you may not see a lot of deer. Right, you can go a lot of hunts without seeing a deer. But you'll see. Yeah. When you yeah. do see a deer, you'll see the right one, and that's just what happened today. I also think it's it's too just to kind of like throw a heads up to our, our guys, especially hunting this region. He 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 was rubbing because he he had some yeah. trash in in his antlers. Yeah. Not not right a whole the bases. lot, but right at the bases he he did, and so you know guys, you know just kind of put that. I I even told you when it when, whenever I saw that I go man I probably need to put a grunt call there there in my pack just because. Mm-hmm. You know, and and guys had different opinions on grunt calls, and and that's totally fine. Um, but uh, he did have some trash in in, in his antlers. And, yeah. Um. He he also had a scar on his head where he kind of been sparred. Yeah, a with a bit. with a puss pocket. Yeah, in with it. a puss pocket in it. So you know, it's it's um, at, at least in that area, maybe it's time you know, break out a grunt call. You know, like, all <laughs> Alabama, 
so crazy because we're not going to give you this area. We're not going to tell you where it's at. Uh, but, I mean, you, you, you can you hunt can, 20 miles away from here and, and you're not going to see any rut activity until not January. Until January, you know, and then um, it's just it's just really unique. And just in the state of Alabama, because I know like in out in the Midwest, or like, you know, the first two weeks of November or whatever. That's awesome, okay? Literally, you can hunt rut in Alabama from mid-October through the end of January. Mm-hmm. Somewhere in Alabama, Somewhere there's, in Alabama a, there's a rut going you on. You know, and, and so um, I, I just I thought it was really interesting, you know, kind of wanted to give our listeners uh, a heads up that, hey, guys, he, he was hitting some trees, mm-hmm. you know? And so yeah. if you see some scrapes and stuff start opening up um, or, or even like, like a rub line, you know, hey, follow that back to a presumed bedding area and get as close as you can to it. Um, and also, just because there's not a lot of sign there, just like you said, doesn't mean there's not a big buck there. Well, there may have been a lot of there may have been more sign in there than what I right know because I went in in the dark right, and then I was blood trailing right. I didn't see any you know while I was looking for rubs and stuff, and I didn't see much. But I was also not in the area where a deer where I was actually walking through right there right. i wasn't in the area where deer would necessarily right where i would think deer would be laying down that sign i would think on those transition lines that's why i set up there you right know, i set up because it's edge i set up the the bed for for that bedding area where i thought the, the path i see a lot of times i see these ditches and drainages as kind of like exits yeah um you know how we have an exit off of the interstate right so you have like interstate type places and then you have these ditches that almost work as exits right um like i would say a big huge giant creek bottom would be uh, an interstate mm-hmm. you'll almost always find a trail Cutting somewhere it. in that in that that's walking along the, yeah. the creek bottom uh but then you have these ridges that come together and mm-hmm. make a drainage that goes maybe up into like a secondary creek right. I, I always call it a drainage um that's like an exit and yeah. the deer almost always use those drainages to get out of the creek. Yeah. Almost always. Yeah. And but um, if, if you think of it, the thermals pool there. Mm-hmm. So if they're going up that and they smell something, you know, yeah, it, it, it's going to pull there, you know, and um, and you know, you see big bucks walking the edge of these ridges. I would also say like the military crest and even the spine of the ridge, mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, is is another interstate. Yeah. That's right there. Um, yeah. But you overpass or something what, you can call it. What I found is that does use that a lot, mm-hmm. and so a buck's going to use the military crest walking around it. Just it's that secondary point. Yeah, they're going to they're going to find that thermal, thermal that thermal tunnel, and that's where they're going to that's where they're going to walk. Yeah. Um, this guy wasn't really doing that because he didn't he wasn't he didn't care about does and stuff. No. He was he was maybe it wasn't super ridgy like right where he was at but where he was headed to mm-hmm. it was about to get a whole lot more terrain yeah but you could also heavy. tell there that there in the video he was not rushing anywhere no like he was he just had, getting to getting to bed he had been in that being uh, he had been in that green field probably um all night and um <laughs> what was that that's my son oh so oh hey Hey, buddy. What's up? Hey, can you, um, guys, we're, we're, we're in my office at, at, at work and my family just walked in. And so that's, How are y'all? that's, that's what you heard. So, um, um, we're recording the best podcast ever. That's how we do, man. It's and family don't affair. even almost feel bad about walking in. It's not a big deal at all. Y'all want to say hi? Say hi. 
Say, hey, everyone. That's my daughter, Brynlyn, and that's my little man, Briar. Can you say, this is the best podcast in the world? Perfect. Nailed it. <laughs> That's awesome. What were we talking about? Thermal hubs, kids, <laughs> children. you know, children, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, no, but he wasn't in a hurry. No, he wasn't. He, he, you could tell he had been in that green field and that eating cut, all night. Cut over. Cut over. There's a, there is a green field on the private land, right, too. That's what, yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. Just he, he'd been over there eating, browsing, mm-hmm. and he was just moseying on back. And uh, first sit, best sit, you know. And... Um, and dude, he's a y'all. Y'all gonna see, man. He's a nice buck. Yeah, he's a nice. That's the reason you haven't stopped smiling. Yeah, the whole I can't stop day. smiling. I mean, I can't stop Every smiling. time I look at him, I'm like, bro, bro. It, it's Can like you, you know, and it's like Ricky Bobby. Like, what do I do with my hands? Yeah, like, you know, like what I do with my smile. Like, I this just is this is the thing. We have a lot of people from Michigan that listen to this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to like probably the most T-shirts that I have sold have come from Michigan. Which guys go check out the new merch. Yeah, do the that. Uh, They're awesome. New saddle hunter shirt. New saddle that hunter I just shirts. Did. Yep. Um, but most people who buy them are from Michigan. Where There's can you a, get those shirts at? You can get them at southerngroundhunting.com/store. Store. And it'd be probably the last one on there because it's the newest one. Yeah, but it's funny you should mention Michigan because we actually have a strand of Michigan deer that they brought down. Yeah. And um, you can tell which ones have that strand in it because they're just... And that one's not Mm-mm. because he's got the super white. Usually they have darker antlers. Yeah. And and he's got very... Which is more impressive mm-hmm. that he's an Alabama strain of deer. Right. And he's that big. Yeah. Those darker... I mean, it would be a deer's a deer in Alabama. You shoot a, a dark antler buck that's that big mm-hmm. and it's still just as awesome. Yeah. But, but it's more impressive on that buck's part that he's that big as an Alabama strain of right, buck. Right. And um cuz those those the the Alabama strain you can kind of tell they're kind of more bright, you know, orange, you know, they're yeah, they're, 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 they're brighter they're, deer. The tops of their head yeah. is is got more of a red yeah. patch. And um the 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 Michigan strain is just darker, just mm-hmm. darker and and a little bit bigger, you know, um and it's it's crazy cuz they brought them down and I don't you know, I don't want to get into it necessarily, but 20 30 years ago. Yeah, that's it was a while back. Say, and so, and you're like, oh, that, that's, the strand's not still here. It is. Yeah, it's still here. Because there's parts of this place that the, the bucks, those, that Michigan strain, they rut early. Early. They rut like in the normal mm-hmm. November, early November yeah. rut. And, and and they're mixed with these other bucks that aren't rutting until December. Yeah. And uh, But they keep that same strain. They yeah. keep their rut. The, the does go into cycle when northern does go into cycle. Yeah, it's it's really which unique. is which is crazy. Yeah, that you can you can hunt right here on this piece of public land. You can get the rut. I mean, you can get a November rut on mm-hmm. these big Michigan strains. You can get the December rut. And the, and guys, we're not talking about like a primary and like a secondary rut. Like we're talking about you can get two or three primary ruts. You know because yeah, I, and but you also get a little bit of secondaries. It's just it's really unique and yeah, like not a lot of people cool. understand it until you co hunt it and you're just like, I I saw deer chasing in November and then you're like oh I saw deer chasing in December that's secondary, no no it could it could be completely different it could be completely different the, but you can tell this buck he's Alabama because mm-hmm. he's he's not rutted up at all his tarsals mm-hmm. aren't even no. a little bit nasty he's there's nothing about him that's saying rut no um he's just getting ready he's just getting you know? ready he's yeah. it's not pre rut. Right, because if he were a Michigan strain, 
He would be in pre rut right yeah, he now. Yeah, would, he, would, he, would he probably would have actually been walking the edge of mm-hmm. that, checking those trails coming yeah. out of there. Yeah. You know? That's kind of what I thought. And, you know, it's just, it's, it's a surreal moment for me in Alabama on public land. Like, with a bow. With a bow, yeah. Um, he, when, when, social, let's talk about social media. So, I'm friends with a lot of people. People add me on Facebook all mm-hmm. the time just because, the deer hunter yeah. stuff, like just yeah, random, we, random we guys. We, we, we see a guy killed some deer or hunts. We're like, okay, cool. Yeah. Bad, you know, these, and there, and there's a lot of these guys, I mean, who are, you know, quote unquote pro staffers for like pure whitetail or not that that's bad or anything like that. They just have, there's, there's these certain groups that have big giant pro staffs. Yeah. And a lot of times those are the people who, who it is. They'll, They'll add you on Facebook, then immediately send you an invite to like whatever this yeah. product is. So I see a lot of these guys, and um, you know I think the majority of Midwest hunters, Midwest deer hunters, have killed a good buck. Mm-hmm. I would say the majority of Southern hunters, maybe, maybe you know maybe not the majority, but very close to the majority of Southern hunters have never killed a good buck. Mm-hmm. And so being able to kill one. Yeah. Like that with a bow, it meant a lot to me. Right. I, and I'm not, I'm definitely not trying to say that I'm a better hunter. I'm just saying, like, I was in the right spot. Yeah. You know, I was in the right spot at the right time. And, and, and I'm a, I'm a student of this. Like, I, I, that's what I'm always, I'm always trying to learn. If I'm going in blind, where am I going to go? Right. I could just set at the most pretty spot. Right. Or I could set at the spot that I feel like, you know, in my past experience. So I'm always trying to learn these things. And, and these guys who um, who are listening to this, man, I just start learning. Don't just don't just say, "Oh, I saw a big buck in here one time." Figure out why he was there, right? And then you'll start to put those same things in place yeah. all over yeah. all over your area. Yeah, you'll say, "Oh, that that's that sets up real similar to this and yeah. Yeah. whatever." These transition lines, like I'm like I'm talking about, it was a transition line with a ditch coming out of it. What I know, what I have learned is. Deer are creatures of edge. Those transitions are awesome. Mm-hmm. And having a ditch come out of it pretty dang close to where the three-way line is yeah. is a really good thing yeah. to have. You're basically you're, you're trying to just stack your odds as yeah. much as you possibly can to say, okay, this this is my best opportunity right now with this wind, obviously, because you, you got to take in wind. You always have to take in wind. Um, and um, you But you stack it and you say, okay – this is my best shot. And so yeah. I'm, I'm going to sit here. And if, if I don't see anything, at least I have learned something. Mm-hmm. You know? And and if I don't see anything, I'm trying to figure out. I'll try to figure out. I'll get down and yeah. look around yeah. in the daylight. Yeah. So I'm, you know, I don't, I don't want people to get discouraged when they go out and find a new spot. Yeah. And they don't see, yeah. see the stuff. I mean. What, what I'm learning in this, you know, this being my first year of really transitioning into the saddle really into mobile is that pretty woods does not always equal Mm-mm. buck woods seeing far doesn't mean deer woods no. at all no and um you know we've we've all walked up on the hardwood bottoms and all this stuff and gone man there, there's deer here and then mm-hmm. you don't even you don't even scout it you just say there's deer here and then you're like i'm gonna put my climber up or my ladder stand or i'm gonna sit right here okay well you might see you, you might see deer and if it's not the rut because once again the rut you just Everything yeah, you changes. might you might see deer yeah. in, in the pretty woods. Yeah, <laughs> um, and 
but but we've all been there. We're like, there's deer here, and you and you just set up. Now, if you see a deer get up, and you see a buck get up, obviously you know, okay, that's the best sign there is. Okay, the best sign there is. Um, but don't get caught up on the pretty spot, you know. Um, and also, I think one of the things I'm learning too is that don't go past. Trust your gut, and don't go past a lot of deer sign to get the better deer sign. Mm-hmm. You know, Dan uh, Dan Dan Infall will call it stage hunting. He'll stage hunt in where he'll be like, I'll sit over here. If I don't see anything, I'll keep just moving 20, 30, 40 yards closer. Mm-hmm. You know, um, if you got a good creek crossing and there's a lot of sign there, you know, and it, and you're stacked up, bedding over here, you're on this side of the ridge. You know, don't walk past that. Yeah, stage hunt it. Stage hunt it. Set up there. If you know the deer are there at some point. Some point. If you don't see them, go deeper. Yeah. Next time. And if you and, it, and if you and it and if it's not. Um, Let's transition to private land. If you if it's private land and you can put a camera out on it, man, put a camera out on it. Then you can really tell. Okay, they Figure are coming out what through. time. Yeah, and so if if you get them on camera, you know, three four in the morning, you know you got to get further in mm-hmm. to to get a shot at them. But you can do that on on public, obviously. But you know, uh, you, you know, you just got to be more careful with with your camera. Mm-hmm. But don't overthink it. Like, don't overthink it. Um, it don't set up on the prettiest woods unless the sign tells you to sit there. Hunt the sign and hunt the deer, not pretty woods. I think the thing that I'm that I'm the most convinced of is, and, and the thing that I really want to drive home, especially with this buck, um, is is just being a student of it. I, I'm not going to call myself a woodsman. I am not. I want to be one. I want to learn more. Yeah. I'm not. One. Yeah. No. No. Um, I I got I got poked by some tree today that I should know the name of. Like, seriously, the th- it had, like, this thorn on it, and it literally went into my ear, and it felt like it pierced my brain <laughs> while I was dragging this buck out. And I have no idea what the heck kind of plan it was. Like, I'm not a woodsman, but I, I'm a student. Right. I'm, I'm not the teacher. Right. So I'm, I'm, I'm telling you things that I've learned. Yeah. Um, that, that, this guys, is show and tell right now. That's, that's all we do because mm-hmm. I, I don't think you can call yourself a woodsman. Like, the best woodsman that I know – are guys in their 60s and 70s. Yeah, they've got lots of time put into that, it. That have been in it for a long time. They were in it before. Like, they were killing deer, you know, good bucks in, like, jeans and plaid. Yeah. You know? And, um, that, and that's, like, I, I, I doubt I'll ever call myself a woodsman. Like, get to the point. Right. I, I'll never call myself a master hunter. I've killed a lot of bucks. I've killed a lot of decent bucks. I'm, never, I'm not going to call myself a, a master hunter. I, I'm just a student of it. Like, yeah. I just, I want to get better at it. I want to learn. I killed this deer today because i put well number one i killed it because god is good yes. and and yeah. and he really like he really showed up on this one and um and you cannot say and i don't care if you're you know if you follow christ if you don't follow him okay but you cannot tell me that hunting is not a religious spiritual experience it is it's a hundred percent tell me that yeah i mean you can't there's there's no doubt um but i'm you know the thing that I'm that I'm feel like, other than that, of course, that is very important to this is learning, mm-hmm. putting together what I know, right? What I know, right? I know transition, right? I know drainages, right? I know white oaks right now, right? So I'm putting together the things that I know, and right. I'm saying, are what things right here in this area come together where I can maybe kill a, kill a deer. Right. And that's what I did. That's all I did. I yeah. mean, I put myself in the position to kill a deer. 
because I took what I know. I'm sure right. there's other things that I don't know yet. Right. Of other reasons why he was in that spot. Yeah. I don't know those reasons yet. Yeah. Like I'm sure some like everybody's so freaking all over the place on moon phases. I don't know what's what. I don't know what I actually believe on on as far as that's concerned. I know the Solunar um, times on the Hunt Stand app uh, said that the, the peak movement time today was going to be between like seven and ten thirty, and yeah. that's and I shot I the deer. I had another one that said eight forty-five to ten forty-five. Yeah. This this is what I want to say on that. Um, hunt when you can. Yeah. Like don't let the moon or I mean and yeah weather does affect it. I'm I am positive weather affects it. Oh uh, yeah, one hundred percent. The cold front um, was a good thing. But when it, when it comes to moon and phase and all this different stuff. Listen, there were times, like last week, I could only get get out. I dropped my baby girl off at school. So when I, I had like an hour and a half to hunt, okay, if if I if, if, if I look at moon phase and I go, well, um, you know, they say peak time is at, is at noon. Well, I, I couldn't do that. Mm-hmm. I, I had to work. Yeah. But I had an hour and a half where I could hunt. Hunt when you can. Yeah. But when you can hunt. Try to stack as much info as you can together, just like you did, mm-hmm. and give yourself the best odds. And so, I mean, you know, if, you, if you're if retired and you can hunt all the time, okay, yeah, you might be able to pay some more attention to it. I actually don't even look at feeding times anymore, just yeah. for that reason, because my hunting time is so limited. I don't look at it I either. just go. I looked at it today um, after, right, after after I just to see. shot that buck to <laughs> yeah. see, if it was, see if it was there. But, um, yeah, I, if you don't take away anything from this, take this away go watch the video on youtube because it's going to be good the other thing you need to take away is just become a student of the whitetail and the woods mm-hmm. so that's that's pretty much it check if, out if, southern ground go to the store southernground.com t-shirt southerngroundhunting.com southerngroundhunting.com forward slash store forward slash store you okay. get this if you're a saddle hunter you'll like the new t-shirt it's yes. pretty cool yes um check us out on facebook at southern ground hunting on instagram at southern ground hunting yeah that's about it dude yeah. you got anything no, man, just this time you really did, like, exercise dominion. I mean, I honestly. I did it, bro. Yeah. It's it, like we, it's not just the same cliche that we have in the end of the yeah. show. It, it really happened. It happened. It happened. It happened. So, guys, get out. It's going to be a great weekend to deer hunt, man. We got this cold front that has moved in. Um, and so if it's uh, if you got some time to go out, man, go out, make a good shot, shoot straight. Crush one. Crush one. And if you're going to go do that, here's here's what we do know. If you have plans to go do that, remember, God gave you dominion over the birds of the air, the fish of the sea, and maybe most importantly this time of year, the beasts of the earth. So go out and exercise that dominion. We'll talk to you next time. See you guys.